Way back in 1787, when the framers wrote the Constitution, they created three separate branches of government. These branches were intended to have equal amounts of power to eliminate the threat of tyranny from the government. And the system works, mostly. See, the Constitution outlines what are called checks and balances for the legislative, judicial, and executive branches of government. These checks and balances allow each branch to make sure that the others aren't overstepping their constitutional role and becoming too powerful. This system is great in theory, and usually in practice, but there is one branch of government that may have been given more power than the other two. Hello, and welcome back to The Civic Skeptic, a podcast in which I deep dive into the parts of government that don't quite add up. On today's episode, figuring out which branch of government is actually the most powerful. As was already mentioned, the systems which keep governmental power in balance are called checks and balances. For example, the executive branch checks the legislative branch by having the power to propose legislation, call a special session of Congress, and vetoing laws, and checks the judicial branch by appointing judges and granting pardons. The legislative branch checks the executive branch by overriding presidential vetoes, impeaching a president, and approving the annual budget and federal appointments, and checks the judicial branch by confirming federal judges and impeaching judges. The judicial branch checks the executive and legislative branches by having the power to declare laws or executive actions unconstitutional. This may sound confusing, but we see examples of these checks and balances frequently in the news. In January, for instance, the Supreme Court blocked President Biden's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for large businesses, stating that the mandate was unconstitutional. This was an instance of the judicial branch, the Supreme Court, checking the power of the executive branch, the president. Every branch of government has the power to carry out similar actions, and every branch does. But as you heard the list of checks and balances, you may have noticed that one branch had a lot more control than the others the legislative branch. This branch of government, which consists of the House of Representatives and the Senate, which combined are known as Congress, can do all manner of things in addition to its main role, making laws, which in combination makes it the most powerful branch of the United States government. It can override a presidential veto and remove a president from office. It can stop a federal judge from being appointed, as well as remove justices from federal courts. This is not even to mention Congress' power to approve the federal budget, which, as we've learned from several government shutdowns over the past few years, may perhaps be just a little bit important for our country to be able to function. And, you know, there's Congress' main job, creating legislation, which dictates what people aren't and aren't allowed to do. Pretty powerful, right? And especially so when you compare the abilities of the legislative branch to those of the executive and judicial branches. The executive branch can propose legislation, but Congress doesn't have to pass it. It can propose a federal budget, but Congress doesn't have to approve it. It can veto legislation, but Congress can override that veto. The president can nominate people to federal positions, but Congress doesn't have to approve them. See a pattern? Similarly, the judicial branch can declare a law unconstitutional, but in order for that to happen, a court case must pass through all the previous levels of the justice system. 
and there is nothing preventing Congress from passing a similar law that achieves the same effect without violating the Constitution. So, in theory, it seems pretty clear that the legislative branch is the most powerful branch of the United States government. But does that actually mean anything in practice? Yes, it does. Let's look at three examples of the legislative branch exercising its power through making laws and checking the executive and judicial branches. If you've ever driven or ridden in a car, you've probably spent some time on the highway. As it turns out, 41,000 miles of interstate highways that were built starting in the 1950s were actually a result of legislation passed by Congress. In 1956, the Federal Aid Highway Act was passed by the House and Senate and signed into law by President Dwight Eisenhower. This was the largest public works action up until that point in history and would have been impossible without the power of the legislative branch. The Federal Aid Highway Act allowed for an interstate highway system to be formed across the continental United States funded primarily by the federal government and also by increased gas and vehicle taxes. As a result, long distance transportation is quicker and easier than it's ever been and much safer too. If not for this legislation proposed and passed by Congress, there would be no national transportation system, merely a jumble of small unconnected local roads. This example of the legislative branch carrying out its role to make and pass laws which serve the United States demonstrates its power. Without actions such as the Federal Aid Highway Act, many integral parts of everyday life would not exist. There are many other examples of vital actions made by Congress, including the Civil Rights Act, National Defense Education Act, Voting Rights Act, and the Clean Air Act. But let's move on from Congress performing its main role and talk about the times it's exercised its power over the other branches of government. In 2020 and 2021, former President Donald Trump was impeached by the House of Representatives on charges of abuse of power, obstruction of Congress, and incitement of insurrection. Although he was later acquitted by the Senate on all charges, the impeachment proceedings by the legislative branch made known the fact that as President of the United States, Trump had broken the law and abused his power as commander-in-chief. Being the only body able to carry out such proceedings, the legislative branch clearly demonstrated its power over the executive branch of government. This is just one example of the legislative branch using its power to check the executive branch. And other instances include the impeachments of Bill Clinton and Andrew Johnson, and various examples of the legislative branch overriding a presidential veto and refusing to approve a budget. The legislative branch has also exercised large amounts of power through checks on the judicial branch. For instance, when it refused to approve Robert Bork's nomination to the Supreme Court in 1987. Nominated by President Ronald Reagan, Bork was contentious in Congress for his willingness to roll back civil rights rulings of previous courts and for his involvement in the Saturday Night Massacre during the Watergate scandal. As a result, the Senate rejected Bork's nomination in a vote of 58 to 42, and Reagan was required to produce a different nominee to the Supreme Court. As with the checks on the executive branch, in the case of rejecting nominees to the Supreme Court, the legislative branch is able to have a great deal of power over who is named as the highest judicial authority in the United States.
This therefore gives Congress power over what is deemed constitutional or not, which is a vital part of American government. From looking at these three examples of the powers of Congress, it is clear that the legislative branch is the most powerful branch of the United States government. From its ability to create and pass laws and limit the power of the executive and judicial branches, Congress is easily able to make decisions and carry out actions which have a direct and important impact on the rest of government, far surpassing the abilities of the executive and judicial branches. Now, whether or not that power is always used effectively is a different question, especially as Congress becomes more and more split across party lines and ideologies. The legislative branch is more partisan than it's ever been, and it's becoming more and more uncommon to see decisions made across the aisle. Despite this, the powers given to Congress still outweigh those given to the executive and judicial branches, for better or for worse. Well, that's all for this episode of The Civic Skeptic. I hope you enjoyed learning more about the mysteries of the United States government and how the three branches of that government are not quite as equal as you might think.